We are going to speak today with Gan Subramaniam, Managing Partner at Hourglass Venture Partners. And we've known Gans for a very long time. Gans has been part of the 1M by 1M program earlier on. He was just saying it was 2011 when he was part of the program. So it was right after we had launched. So welcome, Gans. It's great to see you. Good. Looking forward to catching up. Pleasure is mine, uh, Shramana. Thanks for having me. What is Hourglass Venture Partners? What are you doing? What's uh, the investment thesis? Tell us more. Yeah, our investment, Hourglass uh, um, Venture Partners is uh, probably a new kid in the block in the in the world of venture capital here in the in the valley. Um, probably we are the maybe the millionth as a figure of speech uh, venture fund. Um, our investment thesis is very simple. Um, find mission-driven founders and and back them with the uh, with the venture capital plus plus we call it's just capital plus go to market help and access to customers and uh, this is, is the size of the fund it's a 50 million dollar fund 50 million and what size checks are you writing we start. Uh, we've written checks as, as small as two to fifty thousand um, dollars. We go up to two million. So that typical range is half a million to two million is what we we kind of we started with half a million to a million, but as the fund size got bigger, so we decided to you know, increase it. So. And what um, what stage? How do you define when it's a venture is ready for your investment? What what are you looking for in the venture to start writing checks? Yeah, so pre-seed to late seed or pre-series A, that's kind of the range. Um, but typically this is how we looked at in the venture world, right? Which stage of the company? So uh, given my experience as an entrepreneur and my partner, uh, we look at where they are in the journey in their product market fit. Is there a, mm -hmm. is there a roadmap to product market fit? So we look at that in, in almost all cases, there's an early traction or maybe early product fit, but so that's the stage we invest in. So we, we are seeing companies, founders raising capital in series A, but there's no real product market fit as well, right? So it's just a, how many rounds they've raised for, for us, we look at it as, is there a product market fit? We invest you know, earlier than they, they found their true product market fit. So let me synthesize what you said. You are willing to fund companies that have not yet found product market fit, but they yep. have some customer interest and there is a roadmap to product market fit. That is the journey that you are funding. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to add to that, you know, in the pre-seed stage, they don't—they don't need to have necessarily a, uh, in a customer, but we don't look at the, that as a specific uh, criteria to invest. Rather, you know, what problem are they going after? The, the founders' clarity on the deep insights they have about the problem, and that could be in pre-seed, that could be seed, that could be pre-series A. So, okay. So, um, what about geography? Where do you like to invest? Predominantly U.S. Uh, we just made our first investment in in Europe, and we made also an investment in India. But predominantly, the, it's a U.S. geography. But 
in the all US. Over the US or just all over the US. Silicon? All, all over, over the US. Okay. And uh, let's talk about what you like to invest in in terms of sectors. B2B, B2C, you know, enterprise, mid-market, what, so what is the sweet spot of your fund? Yeah, so, you know, sweet spot, we will, will, will find out as we go through this, our first year in, in existence. Um, 2021, we launched uh, B2B uh, focused. Um, you know, mid-market to enterprise the, the is, is how we look at, but these, the sectors, so we, we started with a thematic in investment, right? We, we, have, we identified seven themes. And for example, video is the new data. Voice is the new user experience. Uh, you know, no code moment um, and, and, and things like that. But as we, we went through the first year, we made 10 investments in the year one. And uh, but we, we categorize all of them, all those seven, eight themes into five areas, FinTech, CryptoTech, HealthTech, and AI, ML tech, all around the digital transformation. And then the last one is the cyber tech. We have one or two companies in each of those categories. So that's how we look at, we, we don't want to be uh, sector focused. We are just focused, you know, yeah. B2B uh, focused, yeah. So, uh... Double click down for us on some of your pre-seed investments yeah. and tell us more about what those companies are all about and how did you meet them, in what stage, what state did you meet them and what is it about that those particular companies that compelled you to write those checks? So almost all of our investments are inbound uh, referrals from our LPs, our uh, you know other venture firms we worked with, we work with, we have relationship with. Some of them looked at what used to be a seed funds have now gotten bigger. So when they run into some of them, they they look at some of these companies and say there's something interesting about this this founder and this problem, but there are qu quite a few things have not been figured out. So right, that's one type of inbound uh, deal flow for us. And second, um, from our LPs, the, our LP um, demography is all operators, executives, and we don't raise money from uh, family offices uh, by design yet, in this fund at least. Uh, so that's our um, deal flow and kind of companies. but. The stage is, like I said, uh, we look at for founders, ideas get into the conversation. Um, there are a lot of ideas, obviously, right? The, what is the founder's um, insights about the problem? Why they are best suited to invest? I mean, to build that, go after that problem is what gets us going. And how they think about it and are the coachable founders, uh, predominantly product founders, not the usual, the you know, the sales, uh, founders, right? The product founders who have deeper insights about the problem, but they're thinking around go-to-market is not quite well uh, thought out or fleshed out yet. So we, where they could take some help from us and we built, uh, you know, go-to-market channels, which we bring them for them to evaluate, validate. So for us, um, more than the, the check marks or, or the 
tick marks you look for are the, the clarity of the problem and uh, they it, do they have a path to get your one million one million right one million dollar in revenue run rate in in 18 months to 24 months and what what all so let me yeah let me synthesize what you said first and foremost is the product founder not a sales founder or a business founder you need a technical founder solving a problem that they have deep insights about that that's who you want to invest in. A pre-seed invest in, investment is largely investing in the founder. That's correct. So the so founder with a particular insight about a problem, and then you want to see a path of how that problem gets translated into products and go to market fit within an 18 month period leading up to a million dollar revenue. That's your? That's correct. That's the synthesis. Okay, let's do some examples, maybe two or three examples of what you have invested in that fits this bill. Sure. So we invested in a company called CapConnect, one of our probably, our, that's actually first uh, uh, check we wrote. Um, great team, they actually, um, they've not built a product, but all the founders um, have deep insights about the, the problem they're solving. The, I think they had the first mover advantage. So they've, um, <laughs> So, so CapConnect Plus is a is a company which is uh, building a what do you call a so we call them a um, what do we say that um, Robin Hood for corporate bonds. So three founders who uh, raise uh, raise corporate bonds for large enterprises before us, you know, CFOs and treasurers. They 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 said this is the way it is done is pretty much the last 30 years hasn't changed and there's got to be a better way to do this. And they, they wanted to go build a, a platform to democratize this. And they did not have even a strong technical founder along. So we saw the, uh, uh, the clarity the, the founders had and, uh, and, and they had a, the risk for them was to get their, their license, uh, dealer broker license and, and they they and they we invested and then since then that they built a great great team great company. Um, so this is so one. You didn't invest in a product founder in this case. What you what you started off by saying is you only invest in product founders. But this is not a product founder that you invested in. This is a product founder. To me, it's not the when you say product founder, do they have a, a clarity of the problem they want to solve? Building product is is later, right? What product they want to build to solve the problem is what when it's our product founder. I see. So you're saying that in this case, what you invested is in the is in the product manager who's who had a good understanding of the product that was going to be built, but not necessarily the mechanics of implementing that That's solution. That's correct. Okay. Because in, so in, your definition. In, Your definition of product founder does not necessarily correlate with the technical founder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. Let's do another uh, couple of examples. Just want to, you know, illustrate what you're saying with some more visceral understanding so that people can grasp what you are saying. In pre-seed is a very interesting stage of investment, and it is probably the least um, liquidity stage of investment. There's, there aren't that many pre-seed funds and there are not, not that many people who are willing to invest in first-time pre-seed founders. So that's why I want to uh, 
probe well, deeper into what is fundable and what is not fundable. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the fundability goes with, I mean, you know it and all the founders know large large enough a problem and et cetera, right? That's the kind of fundability problem. But the particular uh, founders to back is all about founders, all the things we talked about. Um, there's another company, probably it didn't work. So in that, that phase stage, pre-seed probably, uh, there are a couple we are in the process of investing. One is a founder in the cybersecurity space, 20 years in cybersecurity, when this whole um, software supply chain issues, the solar winds attack ha happened. Um, so this this founders came up with this idea. They have not built up. They they're probably in their uh, what eight weeks of existence. This is sort of incubating even in the in the company sort of right because the the founders have a clear view of the problem, and in, in they are technical founders, and but first you know first and foremost, do they have a clear view of the problem and they have a path to go build a great company. So they, they have a path to go get a hundred million dollar in revenue run rate in a you know, hundred million dollar company in, in the 24 to 36 months and assemble a great team. So this is a, again, a pre-seed stage, uh, even in a very early idea, but the, the founder has been thinking about this and talking to us for the last six months. Um, and even before they formally launched it, right? So this is a product slash. So Weighing a little bit on cybersecurity, um, entrepreneurship and investment, it has become very, very difficult to sell new cybersecurity products and get yep. meetings even with, uh, with CISOs or CIOs. And a lot of early stage VCs who are investing in cybersecurity right now are investing with the kind of build to some extent, get some validation, but then basically exit. So there's a lot of conversations happening in the cybersecurity investment world that is not looking to build $100 million in, you know, you said $100 million in 24 to 36 months. I think that's a, an absurd idea. No, uh, value, I think it happens in cybersecurity. Value creation, right? I mean, you can get $100 million if you get to a $5 million in revenue, right? Five million dollar in valuation, not revenue. No, five million in revenue. So you get to, you know, that's a, they we, they see a path to hundred million dollar in value in the next thirty six months. Okay, so, so so you are thinking the same way. You're thinking about building up, building capital efficiently, and getting to about five million dollars in revenue in the thirty six months, and then get exiting into a, a sizable um, cybersecurity company. Yeah, so it's interesting you ask this question. Like we, we don't want to think about the the exit the for by design for, for now, right? The early the, many you have to that... think about the exit. We are in twenty twenty two. This con this comment that we don't want to think about exit, I think, is a flawed statement, Gant, because at this point, especially in cybersecurity, you have to think yeah. about exit. No. So, those outcomes is going to happen, but you don't, when you start off thinking about that and, and build for an investor, Shamana, that's how we, we believe, right? These I think opportunities it's, are belief, it's no longer contemporary. That belief was okay when we were in 2000 and the market was a lot less crowded. 
Today, that belief doesn't work anymore. You have to think through exit strategy. Whether if you are you going to build with a small amount of capital for exit, or are you going to build, you know, swing for the fences and try to build a unicorn? These are two completely different strategies. I agree, I, but we want to. So our the way our, our thesis is this, right? When we invest in Series B in thirty six months, right? C C two Series B is thirty six months, and two rounds of capital in thirty six months. If they can find problem, they can uh, they can solve. They can build a great product and and revenue. All options are on the table, right? But from the get go, okay, we're going to build this for they will get acquired. That doesn't happen either. So all um, going for the fence is not our 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 strategy. But we don't want to think about with that in mind because you can't control that anyways. So. Focus on the execution, you know. Help them build great company. If they find an exit, that's great. Why it matters? What is that? It matters because you know where you invest. Are you, you know, are you building for a full scalable channel, or are you building basically a product, a founder-led sales strategy? where you get you know, some number of customers to validate that this product works and get the attention of the acquirers and you sell out because you know, building a channel is expensive. And is that where you're gonna put in some of that early, very scarce amount of money that you're raising as a founder? I think these are vital decisions. You'll find out, you know, you're just starting being a VC, you'll find out. These are all going to be concerns that you're going to have to think through. We, we think about all these things, but we also believe that the companies get acquired, get sold, I mean, get bought, not sold. So Those are cliches, are... man. Those are cliches. Those are no longer true. <laughs> I think people are being very deliberate about exactly where they're going to go with things. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Very good. So, uh, but what I'm what I'm very, you know, happy to hear is that you are looking at pre-seed because I think the gap in the market in the venture market is in pre-seed. So I think you're absolutely right in identifying that, uh, you know, that is the place to play. It is also the highest risk part of the investment cycle because there is very little by way of proof points and so forth. So. Uh, so it's, it's a tough part of venture capital, but you know, uh, before this, you know, huge fragmentation, segmentation that has happened in the venture business, you know, before it used to be seed and, you know, series A. And the seed investors or even series A investors were doing what today's pre-seed investors are doing. Today's pre-seed seed, seed yep. Post-seed, pre-series A, small series A, large series A, there is this whole continuum and there are different venture funds positioning against each of these different, you know, rungs of the ladder. But um, that was not the case when venture capital started, venture capital in its more immature state in the 90s, in the early 2000s, even in the late 2000s. It was still, you know, VCs, really regular VCs, had to do what Gans is talking about doing. They had to pick very early stage fund um, founders. Now the game has changed. Um, the game has also changed to an extent because the founders are bootstrapping a lot more. 
Yeah. So, so Gant, you're very familiar with the bootstrapping uh, way of business building. So uh, tell me a bit about what your perspective is on founders that come to you that have bootstrapped up to a point. What, how are you evaluating them and what are you looking for from those situations? So, 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 like I said, where they are and and uh, you know what journey they've taken is important. Actually, it's it's uh, it's kind of a coincidence that you you bring up this particular uh, uh, type of an, uh, an opportunity. Uh, we are actually invest just made an investment in a company that bootstrapped for literally. I mean, literally bootstrapped. Uh, they raised small amount of capital a long time ago. They bootstrapped. Uh, but they are at $2 million revenue run rate. Their challenge mm -hmm. is not a lot of customers, but when, when entrepreneurs are in the market for a long time, uh, many investors look at this, you know, maybe there's a fatigue, may, like there's something didn't work out, right? But we look at like where the, the inflection point took off and from that, what can help we can bring. Um, bootstrapping is great. Uh, just that in, during the bootstrap phase and what kind of patterns they've seen, what they've understood, what works, what doesn't, those are things we look for. And is there, uh, is there an, uh, an opportunity to go help them accelerate what they found and double down on it, right? So those are things we look yeah. for. So even this case, all the more in a bootstrap case, it's, um, you know, scenarios, the founders is what we back. And if the founders, uh, if we can, back them with a, with a good team and help them build a great team and they can accelerate. It's uh, it's about our view of what the market is. So we just made it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There is a bias against bootstrap companies that have been going for a while. Um, but you're absolutely right that sometimes it takes a while to find that inflection point. There's, there's product market fit, but there's also timing. Right, so sometimes you know the market is not quite ready. Maybe the 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 founders have anticipated something earlier than the market was ready for it, and and the inflection point comes later on in the continuum. So I think you're right that there are opportunities to invest in such companies where you know there's been a long bootstrapping phase, but the inflection point is now coming, and and it it is ready to take off in a bigger way. Very good. Great analysis. Yeah. I, I wanted to add, add, add to that. So the two things I, we, we look for in invest uh, in, a, in a company, whether the bootstrap they've been enough for a long time or, or a pre-seed stage, uh, deeper insights about the problem, and then the, the problem they're going after, that ecosystem space is and at a point of inflection. That's what we look for. So that gives us an opportunity to, and, and when people, you know, the founders have been around and they bootstrap for a long period, they really figure out you know, I've tried all these experiments. Now this works, but now if it is a market of few, it's a hard. But if there is enough sizable market to be created, then we 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 back them, and we love to talk to bootstrap founders. So if you have somebody, send it to us. So. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. <laughs> Very good. Very good. This is an excellent discussion, uh, folks. You're getting a good, nuanced perspective, and it's very comfortable for me to talk with Gans because. You know, he knows the one and by one and methodology. He has used it and, and so on. So it's, you know, we have the vocabulary that we can kind of work with in and in diving down into the details of uh, of how pre-seed funding happens and and all these nuances of bootstrapping and so forth. So very good, Gang. Thank